Recording in progress. We are here. We are live. Welcome to the the social living podcast. Yeah, man. Welcome to the social living podcast. I am your host today, Julian Green, and my co-host today, um, Jamal Lawrence. Uh, Yeah, we out here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess let's dive into it. So again, first topic today is um, Instagram and and tiktok that we've seen recently a lot of um i guess a lot of updates coming from instagram in this last month yeah they've been, they've been busy they've they been busy. busy i feel like busy. yeah i feel like they, they must feel a bit threatened from the likes of tiktok and and everywhere else the telegram as well that's been putting a bit of force onto them so yeah, yeah they've been busy they've been they've been doing updates it feels like it's been weekly now there's been weekly updates yeah so we, like I, I can't remember what kicked it off, but um, they they started saying that you know you can start earning some royalties off your content. Um, they mentioned that they're no longer a photo uh, first platform now. I guess video first, content first. I should say. Um, yeah, there's that. They've now added sixty seconds to your reels. So reels used to be thirty seconds. Actually, it used to be fifteen seconds. Then thirty yeah, it started seconds. Off with fifteen, yeah. and um now yeah they're basically doing everything that tiktok's doing basically and um i guess the 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 real question is tiktok going to be bigger than instagram and yeah that is the key question for me for me, I think Facebook and Instagram win. I feel like they always win. We had this discussion, well, we people had this discussion with Snapchat and Instagram back in, it might have been like 2014, 15, before Instagram had stories. Snapchat was starting to, to gain a bit more of the market share. Um, so Instagram thought, oh, what do we do about this? So they, they stole the, their main feature and created stories for themselves. And yes. now look at Snapchat. People still use it, but it's not as big as 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 it as it once was. Mm. And I kind of think we'll we'll see that same trend with with TikTok. It's got this moment at the moment. It's it's popping. People are using it, but as Instagram try and regain the market share, I feel like people stop using TikTok and then end up just staying on Instagram purely because their existing audience is already there, and with these new features coming in more and more people start using it instead of TikTok. Like, I feel like it's people that have already built their audience on Instagram can then try and improve their content by just using the features on Instagram rather than going onto a new platform and trying to build a new audience that way. Mm, no, so I, they've already, Instagram already got like the, the leg up in that in that sense because they've got they've got the history of these users users and these profiles have got followers from from when they first started. But yeah, what, what's your take on it, Jules? What, yeah, no, I think, you know what? TikTok's a, a big beast. I feel like the whole music element is amazing. I think that part is what sets them uh, like, apart from the rest. Um, and they're... That music know, element? Do you mean, know? like, audio over over the videos? Or... Yeah, yeah, because, okay. like, they act like their whole editing with the video and everything, that's what makes it trend. Like, you had, like, your... You know, Vine had their moment, and then you had like 
what else was there anyone anything else i had there moment but vine vine was like that you know that top video and uh kind of element and now i think you're seeing it with with tiktok they got that and that's what everybody likes and it just all it takes is for instagram to just see that try and implement that and then everyone's going to stay on instagram because you rather have one app instead of two my thing is instagram everyone brings everything back to instagram whether you post a video on youtube you chop it up you put it back onto instagram you um if you put it on tiktok you chop it up you put it back onto onto instagram you post on pinterest you might even show it on instagram tumblr everything goes back home to into mm. facebook and i think that anyone who's trying to bet against the grain because they want to just join something new i think that as soon as tiktok try and say you know instagram is a competitor you lose because you can't compete with them it's not about mm. like competing with them yeah you have to be in a completely different angle if you know what i mean like you can't just be like yo they're my direct and comp competitor because mm. i feel like you'll always be secondary yeah they always lose that's what i'm saying it's interesting to see because there's a power play at the moment instagram and facebook are looking to are going down the creator route and seeing if they can reward creators more in terms of monetization and will tiktok do the same i'm not sure but i feel like they will have to in order to keep up like they like you said they need to go down a different route in order to to keep that market share that they have because instagram will just bulldoze them yeah with, exactly with what I they've got i even 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 i was i was on you know what the maddest thing is i was on youtube two days ago I didn't realize I was on YouTube. I thought I was on. I thought I was on Instagram, because they have YouTube Shorts now, and it was the same as TikTok. And I was mm -hmm. just like, "Oh, I'm on YouTube. What? Like, do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Same element, autoplay, next video. You know, long format. I was just like, wow. Like, I'm not sure that works though. I don't know if that works for YouTube. I I don't know if it works for YouTube, but again, it's a great addition to them. It's just like they might not have the they have the biggest market share when it comes when it comes to online video one one mm. of the biggest right so they're trying to get into audio they got youtube music i don't know anyone who buys youtube music but anyway they mm. like they're trying in it they're just dabbling yeah. in these different things and the fact that i was on there for like you know a good couple of minutes and didn't realize i was actually on youtube shows how good the product probably is do you know what i mean so mm. I think YouTube Shorts is a good idea because you want you might want to see short term content of certain YouTube videos, and if it's like based on people that you subscribe and things like that, if they get the algorithm correct, it could be it could be just as good as as reels. But I, I, mm. I, I, if I look up social media stuff, suddenly all my reels are just so pe other people doing social media, and sometimes mm. it's good for ideas, content, and things like that. They can do the same thing on on YouTube. Like, I'm not against it. Um, mm. so I think it'd be. Good. I think it's. I think it's a good little, good little play. To be fair, I think it's a good play. I just don't know how, how, it will be utilized because they've done the same thing with stories. But I, I don't know many people that utilize YouTube stories either. It's just for me, I just go on YouTube for long term content. Yeah, and I guess that like, when you're on tablet or mobile, you when you're searching for things um, on like the home screen. Like the explore page, if you see like a short come up, it might it might help you go onto their page or look on other videos of theirs. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that does. Because I know they tried it with stories a few years ago and it's not really it's not really picked up. Yeah. But yeah. I think even the same with um LinkedIn, I think they tried their little stories as well. And it it doesn't really, I guess it doesn't make sense to a certain extent, mm. but um they're trying it. And you got to because all the other platforms are are doing it as well. So you get to try it, but you have mm. to be able to add your own source. I feel like for YouTube it makes sense for LinkedIn. LinkedIn is almost becoming one of those places where it's like me too as well. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like we're just going to do what everybody else is doing, but like you got to maintain your the professionalism. I think on mm. LinkedIn, and it, it can still be that like for sh- like for short term video, but a lot of the short short videos that we see on like Instagram or TikTok, I think I could. I think majority is funny. Like majority mm. is based around humor. Based around entertainment. Humor. Yeah. Mm. But then LinkedIn isn't for that thing. So it's like, what can we do? You know, like, mm. you know, LinkedIn is for being professional. And I might want to see like things like Stephen Bartlett and have a little short on LinkedIn. I could I could be open to that. But I don't want to be seeing jokes and stuff. That's not the place for me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And banter and whatever, so I don't, I don't know. I think yeah, you got to be careful with it. But you know what? On the fact of YouTube or LinkedIn, I think that um, LinkedIn's had a big year. Like, um, just got an up notification just now, so they turned over I think ten billion dollars in revenue last year, which is up by like twenty seven percent. Okay, but I think this has got everything to do with like their advertising. Um, you know the. You now you could purchase ads on on LinkedIn, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's stepped it up a big notch. And then they also got courses and the, a lot of like learning elements and learning communities that you can now do on LinkedIn. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. So they've had, they've had a, a really really big year. So again, it's getting that they, they their market share is different in terms of the educational side. You've seen the likes of Skillshare dominate for the last five six years. And yeah, th- that it always felt like that should have been something LinkedIn started with, like back back five years ago. But yeah, it's good that they, they finally got to this stage. It's just yeah, it would it'd be interesting to see how the next few years go with that because they could again gain that market share back from Skillshare because the majority of people in that space in that educational self learn self taught space will be on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's on LinkedIn everybody mm. on like i don't even say it that way but i mean like everybody who's on linkedin like is there for like professional use and if you mm. and it's about displaying your skills so if you're not displaying your skills on linkedin already then you're already a couple steps behind and if you're able to tap into their like skills academy section that they have um and you able to display your skills you're gonna have a higher chance of employability like they're talking about um i think jobs that job posts are up 100 from last year um, yeah so obviously with everything going virtual people are using you know to to apply for jobs and things like that like gone are the days of handing in your cv having to go Mm. to the office and all that kind of stuff like you probably never even had to experience that but um with something like LinkedIn, it keeps everything in one place. So I put up job opportunities for the agency um, on, on LinkedIn and it gets a good 
uh, it gets good responses. It's really easy to sift through different people, prerequisites, like if I need them to have a certain amount of years experience and stuff like that, then it, it really does that for me, you know? So mm. yeah, it's good. I think it's, it's a more, it's, it's, it's a friendlier interface than what we've seen in the past. I remember job searching and going through all these different websites, Indeed, Total Jobs, CV Library, and it's, it's messy. They're all so messy. Mm. And it's not, it's not easy to, one, apply for a job, and two, understand how the, the, the whole interface and, and function works. But with LinkedIn, it's quite, it's quite a seamless process for an employer and someone that's looking for a job. So yeah, they're they're winning there. They're winning. They seem to have tidied up that space because before, like I said, it was quite messy, and indeed were owning that market share for for quite quite a while. Um, but yeah, they've managed to to flip that around. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. It's been good. And again, I think uh, I I I I'm overdue a masterclass on that. So I want to um put plug to you know I, I'm I'm gonna be doing a little LinkedIn masterclass. Um, with the agency, um, the aim is to help a hundred, a uh, hundred kids under under the age of between the ages of sixteen and eighteen, help them basically start their digital online presence uh, through the agency, uh, where we'll audit their their LinkedIn profiles and basically help them become a, su- a suitable fit to any kind of potential employers. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll be starting that in September. Um, so yeah, people can sign up, and um, yeah, people yeah people can sign up to that, and even help donate to to any of the kids who might need help with like shirts or like smart clothing, so they can be presentable, um, many profile pictures and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, man, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a is a is a is a is a, a, a good place to be, and I think that should trickle down to even kids looking for jobs. From the age of fifteen, um, all the way up to anyone just having a career, I think uh, it won't do you no harm uh, if you use it in the in the best way. <coughs> so yeah, man. Um, well, so what else we got on the agenda? So on the agenda, well, I seen that uh, Instagram implementing like new initiatives to protect younger users. Um, I guess that's a, a whole different conversation. Uh, that is a, that's a good conversation to mention about TikTok, actually, because mm-hmm. they're they're known to not be as on it as the rest of the social platforms in terms of regulating their content and having taken responsibility of of what's being shared on their content. Because I don't know if you've seen videos, but there's a lot of like pornography that gets shared and gets shared to anyone. So whether you're underage or on on TikTok. Mm. Oh, no, I haven't even heard this. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just some like I don't want to say terrorist activity, but stuff along that those lines are being shared at, for TikTok, and it's not being flagged by the AI or the algorithm. Oh, wow. Which, if on on other platforms, it would get flagged. So I know that's an issue that's that's been in that like murmuring in the background mm. within the social community. But yeah, that's again. If they do want to take that market share on Instagram, that's something I have to look at. Yeah, I think I got to take a look into that. Yeah, like yeah, I think it's a big thing for all social media platforms. I thought I don't, I still don't know if they do enough, especially when it comes to like nudity, sexual content, and pedophilia. Because like 
there are so many things you're seeing, you know, um, kids might sign up to Instagram and, you know, you, you, you're getting like 65 year old men, like reaching out to them and stuff like that. And I think that that shouldn't happen. You know, mm. um, I know there's like third party companies that try and do their best to kind of catch these people. But um, again, I feel like social responsibility, it should be held uh, against like some of these platforms to kind of do a little bit more to protect people or protect the users that are using their their platforms so yeah and uh, uh and if tiktok are not doing that again it's another thing that could be used against them that could just as quickly as they rose they could quickly filter out we've seen mm. some with so many businesses so yeah they will have to get their act together if they especially if they were trying to compete with instagram yeah they yeah and have to so, you know what i mean so yeah man and i think another thing as well you mentioned that paying paying your creators as well I think that's a big thing because that's mm-hmm. a huge incentive especially for like a lot of people what do they do you to join youtube for for money a lot of people mm, that's how they, yeah the money like they're like oh i'm gonna get do, do viral content money mm. but then you know and if instagram can take a leaf out of youtube's book they'll be here for ever because people can yeah. get royalties from the views and stuff. If they're able to master, they've like IGTV. IGTV's been going on for what two years now. Yeah, maybe three. And they've not seemed to. Yeah, they've not really knuckled down with that and managed to to get creators to share longer form content through IGTV. So if they're able to do that and maybe pay more in in comparison to YouTube, that might be a way for them to to get literally everything on one platform. Yeah. If they can manage to get short-term videos in terms of reels, and then uh, your your daily highlights in terms of stories, and then long-term content as well, all in one place, they're they're winning, they're laughing. Hundred percent, and you know what it is as well. I had a conversation about this. So the music industry, right, is all based on like royalties and owning rights to certain content, and if if Instagram can get to that place where content creation is now the new music in the sense of people want to buy certain pages to own the rights and the royalties of certain things that like we're seeing like content from like Joe Rogan, that it will be, you know, being bought out for like 300 million. Um, mm. And it's an investment to hold on to that because the type of content that he does, people always go back to, mm. you know what I mean? Because like, they're meaningful, long-lasting conversations about almost everything and anything. And for, cre- mm. for content creators, it's about trying to create that type of a content that I guess is long-lasting. So once you're able to pay people and the views go up, and they probably got a system as well. Like, uh, for example, I did my first reel on my personal Instagram uh, just under two weeks ago and I'm still getting views now you know it, it is peak and I thought oh that's it it's done but still mm. you know two weeks down the line it's still getting more views so if I was getting paid from that that's more money that comes in do you know what I mean mm. so more people are going to make content that you know is long lasting 
you know, keep making more content because they know gonna they can earn from it or whatever. So and then again, that provides more advertising opportunities. It generates an incremental amount of money because exactly mm. by the amount of money that is being like pumped into the advertising, the how much you pay the creators pennies. Like it's not it's not a lot like compared to what they'll be making on the back end. So um, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's it's, a, it's the probably Instagram's biggest opportunity. I think. It'd be interesting to see how it, how it how it works out because would you see yourself, would you see yourself swapping out YouTube for IGTV? Mm. Potentially, I can see how it would work. For example, we follow the likes of Stephen Bartlett, Chucky Online at the moment. I follow them on an IG, and I also subscribe subscribe to them on YouTube. But it's a lot. It's a lot more seamless if they then post the content on that they were posting on YouTube on IGTV. When they're, for example, when they're releasing a video, goes up on their stories, links that link straight to the IGTV video. There's no coming off the app. There's no transferring anywhere. Like there's less friction involved. So I could, I definitely see, can see how that would work. And if they can master like the whole payment system, that yeah, it's a win-win. But um. There's, there's, there's not a, a, a dark area, but at the moment, social media as a whole is going through a bit of a transitional page in terms of privacy and um, with the iOS 14 update coming through as well. There is pressure in terms of like the marketing world to get more clarity on, on how social ads will look going forward because with the new privacy um, rules coming in with iOS 14 and I know in the next, even next year or the year after, they're looking to to do something with cookies and restrict the amount of cookies a website can share. So yeah, in in terms of social and e-com e-commerce, like that's that's going to be limited. So how do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, how do they combat that? That's a, that's another question. Wouldn't it be for like first party data, like because obviously when you're using cookies and you're using kind of other like I guess audience segment platforms um you're relying on iOS data you know and if they block it then they block it right so you there's got to be a, a stronger hold on you know first party data that you would use I feel like there will always be a way around it because mm. even now like even outside of social if I think about my Alexa or Google Home that I might have, it's listening and it's using that information. You know what I mean? And technically, mm -hmm. I've said I've said yes to, for them to listen by by buying the product and using it, switching it on, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they make it really hard for you to opt out. And I think that once they get a stronghold, so Facebook, Instagram, once they get a stronghold, they would. Um, I reckon once they get that that stronghold, it's all. It's for them, you know, they can get all the data and they can run away with it. I don't know if like TikTok has a, the powerhouse to be able to maintain that type of first party data. But I think everybody's collecting it right now. Everywhere you, mm -hmm. everywhere you go, it's like name, address, bank details. Like it's everything. Like they want literally everything so they can have it for themselves. So they can use them audience. They can create their own audience segments. Um so yeah, I think that's probably what will mm. happen. I um, think, yeah, I think currently the main issue that we're facing 
in terms of iOS 14 is, is, is conversions and tracking conversions. Because once people, once people opt out of um, the update, well, let's well, say opt in, opt into the update, sorry, you can then, you can't then um, track who's purchasing through your ad. So it, from a social point of view, it looks like all of a sudden sales aren't being made or as many sales aren't being made through social. But then the sales are still on the back end in terms of the website, the sales haven't dropped off. So the sales are still being pushed through social, but it's no longer trackable. Like you, so you lose, you kind of lose its track. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the sale, goes through, uh, gets the iOS, and it's like, okay, we don't know where that person's yeah. going. But then yeah, yeah. you still see a sale, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I completely, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the solution to that would be because... Mm-hmm. Everybody is requesting for more privacy. They don't want to be as tracked as much. But the reality of the situation is that we're always going to be tracked regardless, like, regardless of what we, whatever it is. And in all honesty, wouldn't you rather be tracked to be given an advertisement that's actually worth it to you as opposed to... I was going to say that, yeah. I'd rather see an ad that I'm, I'm interested in than something completely random that has no nothing to do with my interests or my affinities or whatever so yeah. it's the way it's the way they package it i feel like it's it's been a battle between instagram not instagram facebook and apple because apple have packaged it packaged it as this privacy privacy thing that facebook are being really intrusive rare rare, rare. but in reality facebook are literally just providing ads and content that suits each person mm-hmm. so yeah it's just the way the way they package it Everybody will opt into that, I think. Mm. Uh, once you know you're going to get an ad that's related to something that you're actually interested in, you're going to be like, all right, cool, yeah, I can accept that. And what would you need from me? First name, last name, and I don't know, maybe address or whatever. Email mm. address. Yeah. I'm happy with that. It's fine. Mm. So, yeah. I think that's easy to run with, to be fair. So, yeah, yeah so the power is with face, with um Apple though because they they control the device. So Facebook need to find a way. Are you say new Facebook phones? Yeah. Facebook phones coming out. Soon. Yeah, man. <laughs> <really good>. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook phone. If Facebook come out with a phone or partner what with like a Google or something, and it's like yeah, mm. it's yeah, it's game over. So game over. That might be yeah. That might be a step. You know. There could be there could be a consolidation between some of the bigger teams. So if Facebook decide, okay, we're gonna partner with Google as opposed to um, Apple or something, then yeah, like it is it, it, all connected. Google got their devices, and I think they got some of the best devices in the game. And mm. they are, they're clever; they're making it super affordable. Where Apple mm-hmm. is still playing the luxury game. But the thing is, a lot of people are tied into Apple, but the rest of the world don't use Apple like that. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like mm. Westernized countries or whatever, but everywhere else is Google Android. Android. You know what mm. I mean? So you're going to have a bigger pool there. And just because it's so affordable, like if you check out the new Google phone, it's like 400 quid as opposed to six, mm. 700, 1,000 pounds or whatever. 1,000, yeah. New Apple phones are over a grand. And, you know, and, 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 and and they're late to the market. That could be another conversation. Apple versus... There's a conversation, man. <laughs> Apple are the Instagram of the world. 
like the 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 smaller the smaller tech tech companies release these features maybe two years before. Apple would then release it two years after claiming it's a new feature, but it's not that it's just copying what what has worked on other phones and yeah. putting it into their own. But, yeah, exactly. I... But it's worked for them. <laughs> it shows that sometimes it's not even being fair. It's just about how you package it. And if you've got the market share, you can afford to be late. Yeah, you can. I think, for me, if you're an iPhone user, right, I think you're, I think you're just addicted to it. That's it. Like I've been there. Like I, Apple, I was like, you know what, Mac, iPhone, mm. yeah, Apple Watch, every, yeah, every, in that yeah. ecosystem. But once you come out of that ecosystem, you start to there's certain things that you realize I'm getting more value. Um, and there's certain, I, I I understand that there are certain things that are just built just for the Apple Apple ecosystem, and then there's other things that are just built for like the android ecosystem so sometimes if someone who's using an iphone would be like yeah but when you post on android it's all blurry and stuff that's it i think you know what that's the only thing that stops that that i i question android literally the only thing is is that the way they connect with other other social platforms like when you post a story on android it never looks as as clear as it does but the cameras are better like you take a, a normal photo, it's a better, it's a better quality shot, and then you then upload it onto Instagram, and it's never, it's never the same quality. That's actually the only thing I'd, I'd pull Android up on. But I think, apart I, from that, I, think I think Instagram's really entwined with like with Apple, with Apple, like even like their music feature, right? With like the reels and stuff, it's music from Apple Music. It's not music from, do you know what I mean? So they're really tied in, and mm. I think that's what. That I wonder is. if that would change though. I think it's intentional. It's inten- I think it's intentional to, you know, all right, cool. We make the, the Android pictures that this way so people buy more Apple phones or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think it's super intentional. But if you're like... I wonder if we see a shift in that with um the battle between Apple and Facebook at the moment. Yeah. Like will, will Facebook and Instagram look at different partners? Will they make Android more appealing on their, on their platforms? Mm. Yeah, I think potential for that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think, yeah. And then there's other platforms out there. Like, there's what? There's YouTube music now. There's what? Tidal, Spotify, Spotify. You know, like we've seen the partnership between Facebook and Tidal. So I don't know if Tidal is even going to be um uh, optional for you know like Facebook. But yeah, we'll see. They're all tied into different platforms and stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I saw somebody the other day actually. Um, it might have been yesterday or made you think. Like, what's the guy's name? The CEO of Instagram, Maury Mari. He's got oh, a Breakfast Club interview. Oh, okay. Yes, I need to. I need to check it out. I was, I was meant to send you the link earlier. Now, that's next episode, then. That's next. Yeah, episode. yeah. We'll have to listen, listen to it and, and chop that up. Yeah, that's the next episode for sure. We'll, well, I'll watch that. I'll probably watch it after this, and then we can tap into that. Mm. Yeah, oh, for sure. Right, for cool. sure. Yeah, man. I think we should end it there. I hope you found this one um interesting. Hopefully you learned something new, something new. And um mm-hmm. yeah, we can yeah, I guess we end it there. Don't forget to like, subscribe, da-da-da, all that stuff. And uh yeah, oh. <laughs> we're out.